0: word tonight well I want us to think particularly of verse 34 this is a well-known verse my meditation of him shall be sweet I shall be glad in the Lord sweet meditations of him I don't know whether you have an appetite for sweet things I do I have to watch The sweet things that I eat. But these sweet things, you can't have enough of them tonight. Sweet meditations on him. This is a psalm. I read all of its verses deliberately because it flows and it gives such honour and glory to God. It's all about God. What God has done in creation and in providence. All the things that he's done, that he's made... And the way that he organizes all these things so that all creatures depend upon him. Even the creatures of the sea, all living animals and especially us. We can become so self-obsessed. And this psalm, it just shifts our gaze away from self, from fears, from anxieties From worries, from busyness, from burdens, from all the things that some rightly occupy our minds. And the psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He recounts all the good things that God has done in creation and providence. We are often like Martha, aren't we? Burdened and cumbered by so many things. And our gaze needs to be more often on things above and on all that the Lord has done. So, just for these minutes, I want to think of this verse. This is really the summary of the whole psalm. My meditation of him shall be sweet, I shall be glad in the Lord. Just as a contrast, if you're a sinner, that's a word for those that don't believe... You don't have any of this. I was talking to a friend this afternoon. He was telling me of his family. He has five siblings, all in their fifties. None of them converted. And he says he struggles to spend time with them because their conversation is so banal. There's just nothing there. They go from one quiz show to another and there's just nothing in their life but for the Lord's people. My thoughts, my meditation of Him shall be sweet. There's a three step process for believers. If you want your thoughts to be directed away from yourself, away from the world, away from politics, away from the woes and the troubles of the world, first we need to focus on truth. That usually comes through reading, it can come from the preaching of God's Word. But then we need to meditate on it. If you just read, you become an intellectual and it doesn't affect your life and your heart and your lips. But we are to read, to take in truth, then we meditate on it. That's what believers do. We think. We chew it over. We seek to understand what does that mean? Why did the Lord do this? What does it mean for me? And then we pray over what we've taken in meditation followed by prayer, but all based upon truth. So, three questions for us just in this brief time. Who is the hymn? Medit- my meditation of Him. And then we shall ask, what's He meditating on? And very simply, why is it so sweet? So, who's the hymn? Well, it applies to all the Godhead. It clearly applies to God the Father, God the Son in creation and God the Holy Spirit that superintends all the things of the earth. So it very clearly applies of him. Every true believer should think often of God, should think much of God, should think gladly of God and this should be our chief delight. Thomas Brooks who said those words. The The unbeliever doesn't want to think of God, avoids the subject, runs a mile from thinking of God and judgment and truth. But no, we're very different. What does our hymn writer say? Jesus, the very thought of thee with sweetness fills my breast. Jesus, our only joy be thou as thou Our prize wilt be Jesus be thou our glory now and through eternity. What's the definition of a believer? Somebody that wants to be with God and wants to think about him all the time and his chief occupation to be our God. While this psalm recounts all the elements of creation in dramatic poetry. And prose, and how God organizes these works. Verse 24, O oh Lord, how manifold, how evident, how obvious is God's works, and it's His wisdom that shines through all these things, and it shows the glories of God. The earth is full of His riches. So, this is about Him. My thoughts, my meditation, having understood the truth. Having read it and read good books about it should be of him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But particularly if there's one member of the Godhead chiefly it's about Christ. Because Christ is how we know most of the Godhead. So we think of him. Well what do we meditate on? We meditate clearly on his works. All that he's ever done in time and for eternity, creation, providence and then redemption, the gospel. We must think often of the cost of salvation, of where we could have gone, of where we've come so far, of the cost that it meant to him and grace, the fact it's so free And all that the Lord did on the cross, that meditation, what a good thing that is to think often of Christ and the cross and his work. We think of truth, the laws of God. Psalm 1 says that he delights the psalmist in the law of the Lord. It's pure and unchanging truth. We think of the character of God and his attributes, his offices, prophet, priest, king glorious things to think about. We think about his triumphs and his victories. We contemplate how the Lord is already having the victory in two of the largest and most persecuted countries in the world at the moment, China and Iran. Huge revivals going on in countries that in the last decade have known more oppression numerically than probably any countries in the world and yet the Lord is triumphing. Isn't that a glorious thing to contemplate? We think of all these things and these meditations to us, these thoughts. Once I've understood the plan of redemption and truth and I then see it in practice, how marvellous this is. So why is it sweet? The word means pleasing. Who to? It's clearly pleasing to us, but it's also pleasing to our God when his own children think much and think often of all that he has done. It's pleasing to meditate on these things. I forget myself, I forget my woes, burdens, pressures, the difficulties of life. And I think of this extraordinary miracle of grace, the fact that the Lord is building his church and each little encouragement is another step, another brick in the wall, so to speak. What joy it brings us, what wonder to be glad in the Lord as we meditate on him, the psalmist puts all the evidence together, sweeps through the world, sweeps through history and says, my thoughts, my meditation of Christ shall be sweet. One day it will be even sweeter because the meditations we have in this life are always tarnished because we have to come back to reality, don't we? We have to live in this world, but one day they will be sweet and they won't be blemished and they won't be tarnished. Why don't we see if we can fill every gap of time with sweet meditations of Christ? There wouldn't be much room for complaining then, would there? There wouldn't be much room for cross words and for if only but if we could fill them with sweet meditations, and then we would be glad in the Lord. What a difference between the life of a believer. So much to be thankful for, so much to think about, so many things to reflect upon, what joy we have as the Lord's people that our meditations can be sweet. We read, we meditate, we pray. All fears, worries, anxieties will be shifted to the right. And the Christian is a thinking person. Our thoughts should be of Him. What delights these things should be to us. No wonder the Psalmist says, My meditation of Christ, that's what it means to us, shall be, is sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. It's definite. It's confident. Because all our focus should be taken up with him. We're going to sing our second hymn.